0: It's such a pleasure uh, to see the people of God uh, gather together uh, for this occasion because they they want to they want to come, and that's why you've come and it's um It's a blessing for any pastor uh, to behold the people of God who are gathered for this purpose. I want to thank you, of course, um, uh, for all your prayers uh, for Mexico and the encouragement that I've gotten uh, from some uh, concerning the emails that that God enabled me to send out whenever I could uh, find Wi-Fi. I want you to pray even more for Tim. Uh, Going to this unreached people of Serbia may... He do more with Tim many times over than whatever you think he did with me. Uh, May his teaching, may the translation be powerful, may the Holy Spirit be poured out on that work. May Duane and Kimberly be super encouraged. Um, by Tim and Camilla being there together and and being able to minister there and to that family and to all those boys, uh, his sons. Um, May God bless that. May that be on our heart. May we pray every day while Tim and Camilla are away. If you'll turn to John, to, to John chapter 12 tonight, um, we'll find our, um, I hope it'll be a brief meditation. Uh, that won't take up too much time, but, but that will, I'll just come right to it, and, and, and may God bless this to our souls. John Bloom uh, from Desiring God Ministries, he is the president of, 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 of Desiring God. Wonderful man, author of, of several books. I, I love him so much. You can uh, follow him on Facebook if you want uh, to get stupendous quotes uh, from this godly man. He says this. He says, We are all happiness hunters. We all are treasure seekers. And there is nothing wrong with that. It's just where you look to find it. We conclude that what we're willing to spend on our treasure is the measure of how much we value it, of how precious it is to us. What we invest in, what we spend in, what we live for, what we're willing to die for, if there's anything that that you're willing to die for, I want you kids to know that your parents, every one of them, are willing to die for you. They would take your place because they love you so much. They would take the bullet, they would take the knife, they would take the train. They would take it for you because you are their treasure. You're one of many treasures they have. But there's not a parent here, not a grandparent here who would say, I'll not die for my son, my daughter, my granddaughter, my great-granddaughter, even my great-great-granddaughter. There's not a one. Well, tonight we see, we're going to see an illustration of um, two treasure seekers, happiness hunters. And it's found in uh, John chapter 12, just verses 1 through 7. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came therefore to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead so they gave a dinner for him there Martha served you know Martha is that servant she's wonderful and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at table Mary therefore Martha's serving Mary in all of her deep devotion Mary serves with devotion Martha does too Okay, therefore Mary, in verse 3, took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples... He who was about to betray him, the parenthetical statement, said, Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself. He used to pilfer for himself himself to what was put into it Jesus said leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial for the poor you have always with you but you do not always have me we see these two contrasting systems of what is treasure, what is happiness in Mary and in Judas Iscariot. Mary, you can imagine the scene. They're at a dinner party. Um, There's lots of conversation going on. You've got Martha serving the tables. You've got a man there raised from the dead. His name is Lazarus. We assume that he was near uh, to Christ, as they reclined at the table, perhaps they're asking Lazarus all kinds of questions. What's it like to be dead? What? What? And we don't know the answers. We'll not know until it happens to us. We don't. We, we, there's lots of uncertainties about all, all about Lazarus, but we're certain of this: he died. He was decaying. And by the words of Jesus, Lazarus, come forth. He was alive again. And he was going to die again, too. But what we see, we see Mary. We see in all of her devotion, she has planned to do something on this occasion. She's ready uh, to uh, do something. She's... She, She must have, either she was saving it, she was accumulating it, or she saved. It's almost unthinkable how she could do it, but we know that she had. She had a year's pay for a common worker in Israel worth of perfume. That's what 300 denarii is. It is precious. And um, she was not, she planned it. She was not uh, looking for attention. Probably no one, it could be that no one even noticed her get up. But she got up and uh, not desiring any attention. Perhaps in some cases it was unavoidable. People like I've got this incredible peripheral vision and anything that's out here. I can see my hands while I look at John DeVito. It's the stupidest thing. Any movement, I, I, I tend to glance. She's, it, there's a sense in which there is inattention and, and, which, and in which there is attention at the same time. Her inattention is to herself. She's paying no attention to herself. Uh, she's not worried about the guests. She's not worried about... Judas Iscariot, if she knew who he was. But all of her focus is on Jesus. That's her treasure. That's what she's going for. And perhaps she had a kind of tunnel vision. She wasn't seeing anybody else. She was only seeing the Savior. That's what we want to have. If we can have tunnel vision, let it be fixed on on Jesus. I've already commented on this, the expense of it. John says it was a pound. Uh, for us, it um, would be a half of a liter um, of, of this quantity. It was expensive, it was pure, and when she poured it out, the room, the house was filled with this pleasant. Aroma. I don't know what that aroma was. I don't know if it was feminine or masculine. I, I assume it was just pleasant. It was wonderful. It pervaded, it filled the whole room. And um, no doubt there were reactions to that. Some uh, were delighted. Others were wide-eyed. Some perhaps that were closer that could see the quantity of it, uh, their jaws dropped, uh, there were different reactions, but you see she she left the room and she didn 't pay attention to anybody else, and she went and got what she was saving. And she brought a bowl. It wasn't like this. It's all it's all I had. I thought I had a black one. This, this is one half liter of whatever this drink is. I got pink because I thought it might look like perfume. This is, this is how much it was. This is, this is what an ounce looks like. Uh, this 's got a top on it and it 's thick glass that's that 's what that looks like and she takes the top off this is this is a year 's salary worth of whatever this liquid is she 's not making any any kind of display i don 't know if if Jesus had sandals on or or if he had taken them off they both, i didn 't I know anything about that i don 't know if it soaked his sandals or what he did, but she takes this that that could feed a workman for a whole year. Pay the rent, get new uh, tread on his sandals. Maybe get a tunic or two. She poured it out <laughs> onto his feet in 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 the basin. She made the whole room filling with the aroma of it. People are watching her do it. She's wasting it. It's going over a man's feet. She pours it all out. she does it for only one reason because she loves Jesus she's not worried about what anybody else thinks about it she had and she did something else it's it's right in your text she did something that no Jewish woman ever did publicly she took down her hair the harlots did that no reflection anybody here don't get the wrong conclusion it was their custom she takes down her hair you know everybody's watching her what is this woman doing what is this aroma in 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 the room why is she doing this what is this well like I said um, she saved it up Uh, perhaps we know that she reserved it she did it on purpose. She did it with intentionality. Do you think she regretted it? think she was sorry? What have I done? You know that's not so. You know that she was happy to do it, glad to do it. She looked forward to doing it. Was she um, commended for it? Was there any appreciation shown? Was there any... Voice in the room was it, was it um, was there a chain reaction? did others say hey let 's do something for Jesus Did they all crowd around Jesus and they all want to do something for him, give him a gift um, give him some new clothes, give him something was there anything like that was she Criticized. Was there, were, there, were there any detractors? There was one at least. Perhaps there were others. Perhaps he spoke for others. But you see, Judas Iscariot was there. Who is he? He is a thief. That's what he is. Ladrón, verdad? That's what he is. Everybody that speaks Spanish smiles when you say something like that, believe it or not. He is a hypocrite. That's what the text said. He said this not because he cared about the poor. He's got a different treasure. His treasure is what the perfume is worth. His treasure is his connection with the poor. He didn't take it all. But he had connections then. He was esteemed. He had the praise of men. We can only imagine that he did everything publicly and, and, and that he didn't secretly give to the poor. But, but, but he had connections. He, he had um, affirmations and acknowledgments. He was sad to say, tragically to say, dear brothers and sisters, he was hate light hated the light that shone so brightly in the face, in the conduct, in the words, in the disposition, in the motives, everything about Christ was light. It was pure light. It was nothing but light. It wasn't mixed with any darkness at all. Beautiful Jesus on the earth All this time and the years that Judas spent with him and all the miracles that he saw right there in the room is a man raised from the dead. It's not that Judas Iscariot should not be a treasure seeker. That's not what's wrong with him. It's not that he's a happiness hunter. That's not his problem. His problem is is what he counts as treasure and the happiness that he hunts for. It's, the, it's just the way we were. We can't look at him and say, wow, what a wicked man, and find nothing of that in us. Because that's what we were doing. I won't speak for you. That's what I was doing. I was a treasure seeker and a happiness hunter. Not for Christ, for me, for things, for all the pleasures of this earth. That's what we went after. That's what we go for. And, and, and we push Christ out. Or we fake like we love Christ. Or we speak well of him, but we do exactly what we want. We, we do our pleasure. And see, and, and see for him, his fatal error. Was that whatever he was seeking as treasure or as happiness? That money, that esteem, that prosperity, he valued it more than Jesus. That's the fatal imbalance. That's the catastrophic imbalance. That's the way lost people live. That's the way we lived. We should understand them. We can connect with them. Because that's who we were, and so we see what did he gain? What did he gain with all the money, all the pilfering, what he thought he might give and get from this ruined perfume? What did he get? Lost forever, lost forever, for all eternity. He's lost. Well, what else happened to Mary in, in her act of wasteful worship? She was commended. She was vindicated completely because of Jesus. What did Jesus say? Uh, 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 verse 7, with all composure, with all determination with all compliance with the will of God he says leave her alone leave her alone she has kept it for the day of my burial wow look at that what is the burial how is Christ going to be buried he's going to go through what we just sang about the agonies of Calvary All that's associated with it, he's going to go through. That's how he's going to arrive. No one took his life from him. No one ever could. He could always escape death. He he was invincible. No one could kill Jesus. He could always pass through the crowd. He could stop a bullet. He could remove himself from any occasion. He said... No one takes my life from me. I lay it down of my own accord. This I received from my father. He could do it and that's what he was going to do. And he puts himself, because this is where he belongs. He puts himself above all the poor of of the entire world who he loves. He loves them. He's saving them. Not because they're poor but because he has chosen so many of the poor uh, to be his children and to be his servants. But he puts himself above all of them at this moment, and he says, this was the best thing that could be done because you don't always have me. You always have the poor. You can always do something for the poor. I was thinking about, I was thinking about with Jason... Houston said this morning about death and about how we don't think about it enough. There are some people that are preoccupied with it. I think that's more ec- exceptional. I think he meant preoccupied in a, in, in a worrisome way. All, all the ones that I know that think a lot about death are wanting it. Marge Harvin wants it. She's, I just saw her today again. She just, she wants it. All the rest... That have the grace of God in their hearts look forward to it, but we don't know how long we will live. We don't know if we'll see each other again. It's more uncertain than 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 just being an older person. It, it, it's not associated necessarily. You know that. You know that children die. That teenagers die. That young people die. We know that Sean went to heaven. Hallelujah. But what is the application of all this? What's the application for us? What what is it for me? I, I ask myself, and I ask you while I'm asking myself, what extravagance have I bestowed upon Jesus? How have I indulged him? What have I done that was sacrificial and costly? What have I done for Jesus? What are we doing? I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. That's not it. Trying to open the door, follow Mary. What am I saving up? What am I keeping for myself? What of my time, of my gifts, of my service, of my money, of anything, my energy, my strength, my testimony? What is it? that I'm not pouring out like Mary did. What what wasteful, worshipful thing can we do to show that our treasure is Jesus more than anything else, it's Jesus. What worshipful, wasteful thing can we do that the world would think is stupid is wasteful is foolish is a bad investment what is it can we find something as we sit around the table at the feet of Jesus the bleeding savior you know that hymn i i wish i would have written it down i surrender all that simple hymn all to jesus i surrender so easy to say that how often am i doing that how often am i giving up on me and doing something just for jesus well you see dear people the choice is between the pearl and the puddle the puddle of perfume or the pearl of great choice of great price that's that's where we got to go that's what we're saying. We want to make progress in this. Maybe we can't we can't do a year salary, but maybe we can take a step in that direction of of, of service, of kindness, of generosity, of, of 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 working for the Lord incrementally, that will accumulate and become like working for a year for Him. Like giving a year's salary, maybe we can we can make a huge leap as we sit around the table, maybe we can purpose something that is akin to what a woman did, a woman who poured it all out for him, and took the criticism, experienced the loss, was accused wasting it. I'll just close with uh, what John Bloom says at the end of his article, which was the inspiration for uh, this message. He says, Jesus wants you to waste your life like Mary wasted her perfume. For it is no waste. It is true Worship. A life poured out for Jesus that counts worldly gain as loss displays how precious He really is. It preaches to a bewildered, disdainful world that Christ is real gain. Maybe you've seen uh, some evidence of that. In the world, I saw a shocking a video on Facebook. Somebody uh, got it with a, a a blurry cell phone camera. I, I suppose it was a woman. She was in Syria. She was in Iraq. I, I can't even read the writing because it's 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 uh, it's some other language. It's about. Three-minute video, and she's a Christian. It starts. She's already on the ground. They're killing her. They're stoning her. They're stomping her. They're kicking her. It's enough to break your heart. And then some guy. It's 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 all blurry looking, but you can see it. She, she's got long black hair. She's just they're just they're killing this Christian. Some man takes a concrete, it's not a block, it's like a piece of concrete, and smashes it on her head. It's blood all over the place. What is she preaching? What is she saying? She's saying, Christ is worth everything. My life, my family, he's everything to me. And then it suddenly cuts off. That's the end of it. I see that. And I and What a weakling I am. How little I have done. John Bloom says, And the real waste is gaining the world's perfume and losing one's life in the process. That's what it is. Jesus says, this is really radical stuff, and, is, and, and and I'm done. And we'll pray, and and we'll go to the table. Jesus says, in John chapter twelve and verse twenty-five, just a little bit further down, he says, "Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for." That's what he promises. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for our Savior. Thank you for all of his extreme worthiness, uh, infinite worthiness of our worship. We pray that this night around the table, in the prayers, in the thoughts, in the contemplations, and in the purposes that we Uh, begin anew to do in serving you and pouring out our lives for you, to begin to do it will have a a life-transforming effect on all of us. May we not leave the way we came. Please, please, sweet Jesus, sweet Holy Spirit, transform us all into the image of Christ who laid down his life, Uh, uh, For the sheep, when we no longer live for ourselves, but live for him who lived and died for us. In his precious name we pray. Amen.